Welcome into the Camel Call Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Budrovich. On this episode, we sit down with the 2018 Big South Pitcher of the Year in Alan Winant. Winant spent three years in Bowie's Creek. In fact, he drove out with his dad, also named Alan, all the way across the country from California to North Carolina to begin his Division I baseball career. In 2016, Winant's redshirted and watched the Camels have an unfortunate season below 500 and really see the development of this program from 2016 all the way to his final year. When Winans came back in 2017, he started 12 games, pitched just over 60 innings, and had 42 strikeouts. So a lot of promise, but also some up and down outings. His senior season came back with focus, although he actually began as a midweek starter to open up the year and bounced into the rotation in the middle of March for Big South Conference play. Once he made the shift, the Camels took off. They were 9-1 in games he started during Big South action, and his best start was at home against High Point, a complete game victory with a career-high 12 strikeout. We had Allen on a Zoom call to talk about the High Point start, and while we were at it, we brought up a couple of nuggets about his current career, pitching in the minor league organization for the New York Mets, where he was set to begin his third season of minor league baseball. Allen last year played for the Columbia Fireflies just across the state lines, and he was fantastic out of the bullpen. 11 saves, really worked on developing his changeup as well, and that's something we're going to touch on in this conversation. And moving from more of a starter to long reliever into the back end of the pit, some of the lessons learned from both sides of it and what's it like being on the road in minor league baseball. So we hope you enjoy this conversation with one of the best pitchers in Campbell history. And someone who was a key part of resurrecting that two straight championship run. Remember, Allen pitched in the Big South title game in 2018 that Campbell eventually won over High Point to earn that conference title and book themselves a ticket to the Athens region. So here's our chat with Allen Winans, Bakersfield, California native. It's funny, Allen, and throughout that entire season, you started in the bullpen for a lot of the year, the first month, month and a half. Yeah. What did you learn as you transitioned back into the starting role and kind of took over as the ace for the team? Uh, so, yeah, so that opening weekend um, was frustrating for me because I believe it was a back issue that I was struggling with um, right before I got back from Christmas break, trying to get through it, and then it kind of flared up again the week before the season started. Uh, so Coach Hare, Coach Marks um, sat me down and said they are going to push me back to the midweek uh, that starting that season, and they are going to let Wes Noble get, take the Friday job. And um, I worked hard for that Friday job, but I worked hard just for a job in general. So the fact that I got a chance to pitch at all was, was pretty special. So I ended up having some success in the beginning of the year during the midweeks against a couple of the bigger schools. So that kind of helped the confidence, I believe. And when it comes to the bullpen thing and coming out of relief, it's all about the routine, man. I, 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 we, told, we talked last summer when, it, when it, we, we spoke about me closing games, and it goes back to being the routine and understanding what you have to get done that day no matter what the job ends up being, you know, whether it's closing, relieving, you know, or hitting a double in the ninth, you got to have some kind of preparation to prepare yourself for that kind of moment. The final thing I want to talk to you about the high point game is not only the success, but being able to strike out 12 hitters. Had you done that before in your life, maybe in high school and junior college? And, and what was that moment like when you finally got to check out the box score? Yeah, um, I've, I've had a couple higher strikeout games dating back to high school and junior college, like you mentioned. Um, yeah, I also think that when it comes to my career, I've also kind of started off slow at every level I've been to, whether it's high school or junior college or the Division One level or pro ball. I've always kind of started off slow and kind of realized how I need to get guys out and how do I need to adjust. 
And that was another thing like that. That was another one of those games. That was another one of those years where I had to figure out kind of not to crash and burn. I had to figure out how to dust myself off and get back up. So it all goes back to being prepared, man. That's the biggest thing. So this past summer, you had a unique opportunity because you did bounce around at different levels and different divisions yeah. for, for Kingsport and, and then up to, you know, A-ball. And I'm always fascinated by that path and how you find your confidence at each level. What was it like for you kind of middle of June when you, you find your landing spot in Columbia and you're trying to find your, your footing in that rotation mm -hmm. in the bullpen? I think the biggest thing for, for, um, for young guys and like young pro ball guys, for instance, is to try to find their role. You know, um, a lot of guys don't have any idea what that role might be and they're trying to find it. They're trying to guess for it. And um, once I try to figure out what my role would be at that time for that team, you just have to run with that idea. Um, it goes back to, again, what I just said. It's an old adage and it gets, it gets tired sometimes, but it's preparation. You know, it's um, having that kind of routine to, to, to keep you prepared. So when, no matter what, like I said, no matter what role they put me in, I knew that I was going to the park every day and doing the same thing. So it didn't, it didn't matter what, they, what job they told me to, to get done. I knew I was prepared as I could have got. I know we talked about it last summer, but 11 saves for you out of the bullpen, one of the best in the South Atlantic League. And I'm curious because you have two tremendous pitches, fastball slider, but you've been working on your secondary pitches to add into that arsenal. What is that process like of developing pitches, especially later in your career? Sure, tough. Very, very tough. Um, our AAA pitching coach last year ended up having a heart attack and he had to be um, <clears throat> sent home. So our pitching coach in Columbia went up to AAA and our coordinator brought in an old teammate of his named Josh Towers who came in to be our pitching coach in Columbia. And me and Josh had a really, really great relationship right off the bat. Uh, he helped me out a lot when it comes to pitch grips and kind of the mentality behind pitches. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, man, it's super hard. It's hard to find a pitch when your hands are sweating in 100 degrees heat in July um, and you're tired. But um, like I said, you have to be ready every day, no matter what. So back to your question, I have, a, I have that slider, the slower kind of pitch and uh, a fastball. But what helped me last year was a changeup. There was times last year where I didn't have any kind of fastball command and I had a really bad breaking ball. But not many closers nowadays have changeups. So I was able to use that and bring that out of my back pocket and it helped me have a lot of success. What was it like personally being a Bakersfield player? And I'm going back to two years ago now in the draft, but five kids from your, your city essentially were drafted and a couple from your high school even just to have that central pride from the Bakersfield area. I've always thought that Bakersfield was like, you know, a, a, a perfect spot for all athletes. I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's just like you find diamonds in the rough all day long. Um, I know, for instance, Cole Hallam, my, my, my old roommate, player of the year, um, pitcher and hitter, you know what I mean? Elijah Trail, two-year starter, captain of the team. Joey Strasick, another Bakersfield guy, comes in, doesn't even play. His first year has Tommy John and is a captain of the team in the fall before anybody meets him two months into meeting the guy. So um, I definitely think that being from Bakersfield kind of puts um, my own little uh, spin on things when it comes to us Bakersfield guys. We have uh, our own little quirks. But I think that Baker, or Bowie's Creek, for instance, like Campbell University is the place where Bakersfield guys can go and, and grow up because that's what happened to me and that's what I needed, that's for sure. Alan, it's, it's fascinating, too, because your career wasn't always, like you mentioned, off to a hot start. And I wanted to get a sense maybe what you learned from that first year where you didn't play and had a chance to kind of evaluate things and, and get ready for those final two years. Sure. Um, it was a time that I, I needed to myself for, for my entire rest of my life. You know, it was one of those times where I didn't, if I didn't figure things out right then, I don't know if I'm sitting here talking to you right now. I don't know where I'm at when it comes to that. So um, just being able to grow up there 
was such a huge blessing. I got so lucky. Um, I had a couple other offers that I could have went and checked out, but uh, if I go to those bigger schools or and I kind of do the same things I did my first year at Campbell, I'm not playing baseball anymore. So I got really, really lucky when it comes to that year, that 2016 year. Uh, a lot of growing up happened that year, and um, I definitely am the man I am today because of that year. You started a neat trend here, Alan, of Big South Pitchers of the Year coming from Bowie's Creek. And I know for yourself, part of a championship team. But when you look back on it, what stands out, not only the individual accomplishments, but just what the team was able to do? It's, the, it's, it's that those breakfasts in the hotel lobbies at the regional. It's the breakfasts at the hotel lobbies in the conference tournament. It's the bus rides that you get to go on and, and go all these different places with your teammates. There's nothing else like that. Um, winning and, and the pitch of the year thing, that is awesome. Um, but it, you don't get those things if you don't have a good catcher. You don't get those things if you don't have a lineup that puts up at least one run for you. You know, you don't get those things if you don't have a defense that makes those plays behind you. So the individual awards are awesome. And um, I'm going to share that forever. But the teammates that, that I met and the, the people that helped me get to the place I am today, the brothers that I met, man, that's what I miss the most. That's the biggest part about all the teams I've been a part of. And uh, it's nice to be a part of that team and leave some kind of legacy for the guys going forward and the guys in the future, because that's what the guys behind us did for us. I'm glad you mentioned some of those road trips, because I want to bring up the Ohio State trip on a charter plane. And yeah, you and Christian Jones had some fun with the GoPro, and, and you guys were kind of actors in one of our videos. And what was it like as a Division One player to jump on a plane, which in baseball is not very common, and, and go play a little mini series yeah. like that? Well, what's cool is, is, like, for instance, summer ball, you get to go play with a bunch of guys from a bunch of different schools, a lot of big schools. So that that's a little bit more normal for those bigger those bigger schools and those guys from there. For us, like Campbell, a school like Campbell, to go and play a school like Ohio State on a charter flight, uh, get a get a skip school and get a get to do all the things those Power Five conferences doing, and then go up there and beat those guys. I mean, that, that's what we're there for. That's, I think, those last few couple of years I was at Campbell, it kind of helped put Campbell on the map. And I hope that they go and play Mississippi State next year and beat those guys and go to Texas and beat those guys and are on charter flights half the year going forward. I know for you personally, that's the way the career ended was tough, losing to Duke in the regional. Did you ever sit back and, and maybe just, you know, obviously watching Duke get to a super that year and how good that team was and maybe reflect with a different mindset about how that game unfolded? Yeah, um, we actually drafted the center fielder from Duke last year, the Mets did. Um, so I didn't, his name was Kenny Taylor. I didn't get a chance to play with him, but I met him in spring training this year, and I'll give him a little bit of a hard time. And um, looking back on that game, man, that's as baseball as it gets, I think. Because I think anybody who was watching that game knew that we had that in the game, had it in the bag. Um, it was our game to lose. I don't think Duke won. I think we lost it, personally. But taking nothing away from Duke, they were a fantastic team. You see what they did. They swept the Super. I mean, swept, swept the rest of the regional and went to the Super. And um, I think that that day, like I said, just as baseball as, as possible. We were winning. The, the lightning delay happens. They get hot. Um, and then, you know, like I said, the rest is history. But looking back on that day, I'm glad I was a part of it. Um, there's a quick little side story about that game. When I was in high school, my last high school game ever was against Clovis North in Fresno. And the guy on that team that pitched against, pitched against my high school team was a guy named Jack Lebowski. Jack Lebowski was Duke's third baseman against, in, that, in that game. That's right. And he also pitched against us and closed the game out. So my last high school game ever played was against this guy named Jack Lebowski. My last college game ever played was against this guy named Jack Lebowski. Yeah, Jack, 
Jack was an all-conference player in the ACC, too. He was a pretty good guy, and, and yeah, certainly you had some player. good matchups yeah, with him. Yeah, player from the Valley, and uh, he played against him a lot. And he's with the Rays now, I think, so I might be seeing him again in the future. Alan, I'm glad you brought that up because right now we're all uncertain times with, with baseball and trying to get training back and, and get sports back in general. What have you found as some good quarantine activities or, or ways to stay in shape during these uncertain months? Video games, man. Girlfriend hates it, but I'm a big video game guy. Um, I still get my throwing in. You know, so I've been riding my bike a lot, uh, trying to become a little bit of a bicyclist. That's a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I just actually recently bought a mound. So me and my friend of mine from uh, – he was pitching in Mexico, just went in together, bought a portable mound. We're going to put it in his backyard. Uh, we're setting up a target and, and a net and things like that to uh, get our work in and stuff like that. So, yeah, video games – uh, riding my bike, shoot, working out, hanging out six feet, social distancing with my friends. Other than that, man, playing golf every once in a while, trying to stay as normal as possible, just trying to be as ready as possible when that phone call does come. A little quick joke here. Have you set up the mound to the Bowie's Creek height versus the minor league height for those pitching? Oh, it's, it's such a difference. But this one we got, I think we got it for like 400 bucks, 500 bucks online somewhere. And it like folds up into this little box. So I don't know how legit it's going to be, but I'm not going to go build my own mound with a bunch of dirt in someone's backyard. So we got to do what, well, do what we can. Hey, as long as it, it works and, you know, it doesn't collapse on you, that's all that matters. You got to do something, right? Um, Alan, I wanted to ask you about winning that Big South title because you got to pitch in the championship game. And what yeah. I'm curious about is kind of the nerves and, and the, the emotional stability you had to have that morning, uh, knowing you're pitching on an ESPN game, you're pitching for a Big South title. What was going through your mind that that day? I'm trying to think think back to remember when I found out I won the Big South Pitch of the Year. Cause I know it was a morning during breakfast. I can't remember if it was before the tournament started or like towards the end of the tournament. But either way, I knew that I had that, and I knew I had the confidence of that with me going into the game. Um, but normal nerves, like any other game, whether it's a Tuesday midweek start or, a, like I said, conference championship game. Normal nerves at the beginning of the game. But once the game does start, I remember I was in the bullpen when they were doing all the lineups. And uh, I know Bender won freshman of the year, Barefoot won a couple of awards, CJ, uh, Haas, all those guys. Um, so I, when, I, when they were announcing the awards, I was in the bullpen and couldn't really take that in. So I had to start locking in, I feel like a little earlier than other guys, just when it comes to being a starter. Um, but if I didn't do that, I, I think I don't start off as well. And maybe they get those four runs earlier and we don't end up winning. So, um, and it goes back to having a good team, man, because I pitched pretty well the first four innings. And then in the fifth inning, they got four on me. If it took me out, and then the rest was history, man. The rest of our team did their thing. Yeah, Luis, of course, with the triple and, oh, yeah. and, and the big rally and everything. That was that was pretty fun to watch. Absolutely. Uh, Alan, my final question for you. As someone who has now seen, you mentioned this pro-humps tradition start to build and with guys yeah. like Cedric Mullins kind of setting the table currently at, the, at that level, what have you liked about seeing the, this last year with four guys getting drafted and just the tradition building of Campbell players going to the next level? It's, it's Campbell on the map, man. I, I, I really do believe that. I think that um, the school is getting bigger and bigger. I think the other sports are getting bigger and bigger. Um, Hare has done an amazing job over there. Like that guy, he, he's, he's invested every single bit of his body and soul into that program, and it shows. And um, just seeing more Campbell players getting noticed, that's what makes me happy, man. Because like I said, those guys before us did it for us, and the guys that I played with, are going to do it for the next generation. And uh, that's all you can ask for, man. So the more camels I see, the better. Well, it's good to see the old Tusev uh, back on a, a Zoom call. I appreciate and it, Evan. I appreciate Alan, it. So we appreciate much. it. Thank you so much, man.